Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome. I'm Pastor David. I'm here with Liz Jones and Katura Wilk. And today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts, Mm -hmm. submission. It warms the soul. It warms the mind. It brings us close to God. And I want to talk with you guys about it because of all the people I know, you're probably the most submissive people. (laughs) And we couldn't think of anybody else who would be better to be put on this podcast. So um, just to open it up, Mm -hmm. I'll throw it out there. When I say the word submission, Kutura, what do you think when I say submission? What is that? What's that concept? Submission. You want like the right answer or what? Immediately pops into my head. Immediately pops into your head. Uh, <laughs> immediately. A groan. <laughs> a wretched I hope that sigh. translates just for the people listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So you did not enjoy it. I, the concept. The concept? The concept of submission. Oh. You seemed that you didn't enjoy that. I, I think it's just, uh, it's against human nature oh, okay. is really yeah. what it is. Gotcha. Okay. What's the right answer, Liz? What is the right answer, Liz? (laughs) Submission, spiritual, coming under. I don't know. When I teach it, I break it down. (laughs) You're coming sub means under mission. You're coming under someone else's mission. Mm, So when you submit to them, you're committing your life to helping them be successful in the mission the Lord has assigned them to. But what about your mission? Comes under. Oh man, I know. Yielded, yielded. Your mission gets yielded to their mission, Mm -hmm. which is hard for people. Yeah. So have you ever been challenged to submit to someone that you didn't want to submit to? Me? Yeah. No, it comes. Okay. <laughs> it comes very naturally. Our next podcast will be about lying <laughs> <laughs> and, and delusion. Yeah. <laughs> it comes very yeah. naturally to me. Yeah. I have no problem submitting. I'm a very weak willed person. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I had someone ask Are me you? once if it, <laughs> okay. I had someone ask me if it was easier for me to submit because I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, let me, Celine's all, uh, no, Pastor Celine, it's yeah. great. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's not easy to submit. Isn't it technically harder for women because of the curse? <laughs> that their desires the to curse. rule over the, the husband? We're not under the curse. Well, yeah, you're right. David. You've been saved. We so, have. Jesus yeah. became that curse for us. We don't yeah. have to walk in that anymore. Yeah, so it's, it is easier now for But you. submitting is, you know, it's the yielding of your own will, your own life, your own ambition, your own, everything that you are, it's a yielding of that for the purpose of making someone else better or being obedient to the assignment. And so that's, um, always deals with issues of pride, always deals with issues of, you know, what about me, the calling on my life? What about what's going to, you know, fear, you have to deal with fear. Like, am I going to always just be advancing someone else's thing and never fulfill mine. And Mm -hmm. there's lots of things that we wrestle with when it comes to, or that person's an idiot. I don't think they're doing it right. (laughs) This is my weak opinion. That means you can can go against them, right? When they're wrong. Yeah. If they're an idiot, you don't have to submit to them. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I've been told by certain people. So your wife, um, my wife, uh, she won't care if I say this because she does not even think it's wrong, but she's like, I don't have to submit to you as the church to Christ unless you're leading like Christ to the church and you're not. So I don't think that that's right personally, but I do take it as a challenge. Like, Hey, be a better leader, be, be more like Jesus. And then, you know, 
everything will work out great. Yeah. And if you're, that's the flip side, right? Of headship. Like if you lead perfectly, everyone's going to submit to you, right? Oh, of course. That's the guarantee. You're like Jesus. Just ask Jesus. Yeah. Everyone submitted to him and didn't resist him at all. And there's so much sarcasm no. on this podcast. No, yeah, today. but it's, it's a, but it shows like the natural heart, right? I mean, cause it's right. not something like you said, I think Katura said, it's not, it's not our natural state to be like, yeah, I want to submit to God. I want to submit to God's authority. Mm-hmm. I want to submit to the government. I want to submit to, you know, um, you know, God's people he's placed to lead my life and guide. That's just not where our heart's at, Mm -hmm. you know? And for me, like, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to be less sarcastic and we're going to, we're going to come back down (laughs) to earth, um, I always bring things to Jesus. And if he didn't submit, like, I wouldn't want to submit. Like we actually serve a God who submitted Mm -hmm. to his father and also to us as his bride. Like he, and uh, I think a revelation for me as a husband was like, it's not about, you know, and, and a pastor in any sort of relationship, but even in, in the marriage relationship as a husband, like, yeah, you're taught that the wife is supposed to submit, but Jesus submitted mm-hmm. like to save his bride. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's like a, the position where he wants his wife to be advanced. He wants to come under his, her mission, the church, the bride, and, um, and say that you're going to do greater works than I even do right at the cost to himself, like dying mm-hmm. to himself. So because I serve a God like that, who did that for me, it, it makes it logical for me to pursue submission. If it was just a religious rule, like, hey, since, by the way, Katura, since you're a girl, you need to submit to your husband. Or like, hey, since you, you know, you're a citizen of America, you should do whatever, you know, the law says for you mm-hmm. to do, even mm-hmm. if it, you don't like it. Right. That doesn't really make sense. It's not really logical if Jesus hasn't modeled that for us. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think there's a misconception too about submission that it's like you just check your brain and at the door mm-hmm. and you just do whatever you're told. And that is not submission. That is not, that is just you deciding you're going to be a doormat and Mm -hmm. like absolving yourself of any responsibility to be thinking, to be seeking the Lord, to be asking for wisdom. Because if you're in true submission, you're going to bring all of your strength to it. You're going to bring all of your gifts. You're going to bring all of your abilities, but you're yielding them. It doesn't mean that you are less um, strong or that you're weak in any way. It just means you're yielding yourself. It requires meekness, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the yielding of strength um, to come into everything that I have, every ability, my ability to hear from the Lord, my ability to receive um, wisdom from him. I'm bringing that into uh, servitude <laughs> towards this greater purpose that I've joined myself to because it requires a joining. It is not just like a an abdicating of any responsibility, any thought, any investment. It is actually completely joining yourself to that thing. Yeah. I really like that because just because you get crushed and you accept it, it doesn't mean that it's biblical submission, right? You can't, you can't say like, yeah, I get, I get run over. I have no strength. I never speak up. Mm-hmm. I never give my counsel yet. My leaders always run over me, but it's okay. Cause I'm submissive. That's, that's not submission. Right. It's subjugation, right? It's being right. ruled over. And that's and, the curse. Um, that is the curse. <laughs> it and is. we're, we're meant to, to overcome that. We're meant to be um, people that have that ability to think for ourselves and to have a better idea and offer that. But at the end of the day, if it's not accepted, mm-hmm. that's where you're really mm-hmm. tested. Right. Have you ever been tested like that? Katura? your idea was maybe better yet. It was not accepted. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I mean, all the time, like it's, uh, in, in the natural and in the spiritual, it's like, okay, I think that this, this is how we should do it and why we should do it. Or, I'm comfortable doing it this way or I'm used to doing it this way. Mm -hmm. And I have to bring myself under, you know, maybe another idea or 
um, another vision where if I had stayed in my own idea or vision or, you know, being in my comfortable spot, then I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have grown. We wouldn't have changed. We wouldn't have drawn closer to the Lord. So yeah, all the time. Mm -hmm. That's again, like in the natural and in, in the spiritual. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think too, understanding that submission is actually how we operate in faith. Mm -hmm. That is, it's not just, we do it because it's a rule or we do it because we're supposed to. It's like, it's actually the, the acting out of my faith in the authority of the Lord, right? Like when Jesus encounters the centurion, um, he understands the centurion understands who he, who is submitted to him and who he's submitted to. He understands his place in the, um, the operation of authority. And Jesus says, this man has more faith than anyone else. <laughs> and this heathen person has more faith than anyone else in Israel because he understands, um, he understands his place. He understands where he fits into the roles of authority in this, even in this very secular organization. And so for us, understanding submission is actually understanding this is this is how I put my faith in action. Like I might say I have faith. I trust the Lord. You know, I trust the Lord to direct me. I trust the Lord to direct our church. Well, how I actually demonstrate that is by submitting to the people that he has placed in authority over my life. And that doesn't mean we don't disagree. We can disagree. We can hash it out. Like you were saying, um, we may have discussed things like I see it differently, but at the end of the day, the way that I demonstrate faith is to have faith that the Lord is directing even if I don't agree, even if I think that person is, is not doing it the best way, or I don't trust them completely. I demonstrate faith by trusting the Lord and bringing my life into that and not undermining mm -hmm. um, their position of authority. Yeah. I think it's so key. Like it says in the word that we submit as unto the Lord, yeah. you know, whether it's an employer or um, any other person that's over you in authority It's ultimately Jesus that you're submitting to. And he's mm -hmm. always worthy of that. And a lot of times the person might not seem worthy or if you're the leader, you know, if you're honest, like mm -hmm. you're not really worthy. I know I'm not worthy of complete obedience and <laughs> submission right. of other people. But if I'm put in charge of something and I'm in a headship position, um, you know, people can hopefully say the Lord has put him in that position and we want to honor the Lord by working with David and by listening to what he has to say. Um, and if that's, if that's the case, you're never going to feel like, um, the level of injustice and torment and, you know, being driven that you can, mm -hmm. you know, if it's not for God, if mm -hmm. it's for some other person, even the greatest person in the world, it's really not that sustainable of a, of a system. You know, you're going to rebel at some point, you know, um, the rebellion would be the opposite of submission. <laughs> right? The, uh, be witchcraft according to the Bible. Oh. That's, that's harsh. Katara right? teaches this at our encounter. Yeah. What does that mean? Every time. Like, what's, what's, why is, why is rebellion witchcraft? That was something I never understood for a while. What do you I think about no that? No idea. <laughs> I want you to help us. You know, bewitch us with your teaching on the rebellion. <laughs> well, it's the exact opposite of the Lord and his will. So mm -hmm. it's gonna be taking your your uh your goal, it's gonna be taking whatever you're getting your uh wisdom from from the enemy, from mm -hmm. evil. That's what rebellion is. It's the exact exact opposite of submission, mm -hmm. the exact opposite of following the will of the Lord. So mm -hmm. in a, a simple term, I'm sure, David, there's many scriptures about that. I Probably. don't know them. Yeah, pride, going <laughs> before destruction. and yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. All that. Setting up other religions for ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Idolatry. All of it. Yeah. (laughs) It's not good. Um, Have any, would you, any of you guys want to share maybe something where you were really tested in submission where God asked you to do something? You don't have to maybe say too many specifics (laughs) if it's too sensitive, but I think we should just try to make it more, um, more practical for people listening. Like what's an arena that you've been challenged in this? Yeah. Well, look at her go. Special guest. (laughs) Special guest. Uh, Currently, like I'm really being challenged in this. Um, We were uh, expanding in the the business realm and I don't really want to. Mm. It's like, this is too much. I don't, this is not my idea. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to submit to this idea at all. Um, so I really had to go before the Lord and just be like, okay, Lord, what is your will in this? Like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe someone else had this idea for expansion, but I don't really want to do it. And he had to, um, show me that I was incorrect and that I had to, I had to submit to the, the idea and watch him move and, and grow things in ways that I would have limited it. Mm-hmm. I think that if you do not submit to the Lord first and you don't submit to others, then you absolutely will limit your life. Mm-hmm. Like that's just... You can't fulfill the will of the Lord in your life if you don't. So um, currently that's that's where I'm at, and yeah. but it takes a lot of seeking the Lord. Like, okay, mm-hmm. help me, show me. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. didn't want to die on the cross. Like he, he was like, Lord, I don't want to do this, but not my will, your will. Yeah. And it took time. You had to seek him and, and ask him, and he didn't give him the answer he wanted, you know. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's just a, a, a practical thing. Um, Liz, what about you? Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I'm always tested in this mm. area. <laughs> because um, there's, you, you know, when you're someone who has a lot of ideas about things and how they can be done or should be done, it's not always easy to um, yield, yield <laughs> mm-hmm. your ideas and just be like, all right, well, I don't think this is the way we should be doing this, but we're going to do it. And there is a difference between just being obedient and being submitted. And you can be very compliant with somebody and not actually be submitted to them. And that's really a heart position because um, we can just comply with activity and um, just do the things that they are like, okay, well, I don't agree, but I'm just going to do it and I'll just do it. But there's usually this underlying attitude that's still there because my heart's not submitted and usually it comes out, right? It comes out and you're like, well, I don't know why they told me to do this way, but I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just being obedient and, you know, I may even say, I'm just submitting. Mm-hmm. But if I haven't, <laughs> but if I'm walking with that attitude, I'm not, I've not, I've not actually surrendered. Mm-hmm. I'm just complying and I'm not bringing my heart to it. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. And it may be out of a religious obligation or any of those things. And so that's, um, that submission is harder than just obedience. I think because you have to actually bring your soul to it. You bring your vulnerability to it. You bring your investment into it. Mm -hmm. It's easy to obey and still keep distance. Mm -hmm. Like, well, this is their idea and I'm just doing it and we'll see how it goes. Like, we'll see if it works out and I'll be here to say like, that you should have done it differently, <laughs> but I was obedient, you know, but yeah. submitting is actually, I'm bringing myself to this thing and I'm knitting my heart with it. And I've, um, 
uh, joined myself to it. You know, it's like when I'm teaching in our minister's um, school, we teach about submitting and coming under the mission of someone else. But it really means to be like an under oarsman. And so in those cultural times, there were people who had to, you know, their part of the mission was rowing the ship. Mm -hmm. And most of the times they were actually chained to the ship and showing like, we're, if this thing goes down, we're all going down together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's right. a very different right. pl- uh, place of submitting, of showing submission of like, this isn't their thing that I'm detached from. This is our thing. And we are, we're in this together. So that's my, yeah. that's always my challenge is really that place of my heart of like, com- am I complying or am I actually bringing myself to this, like my whole self to it? Well, and that, those oarsmen or, Oarsmen yes. didn't know where the ship was going either. Right. Right. They weren't steering it. Mm-hmm. In fact, they were probably in the dark somewhere. Yeah. Just rowing. Mm-hmm. But they had to do it. You know, if you submit your life to that, you do where you're at the best that you possibly can. Right. Right. For life. Yeah. Yeah. And no one asked their opinion mm-hmm. about <laughs> where should we go? Mm-hmm. How should we get there? What should we do when we're there? It's like, and I, I know it's hard for us sometimes in a church environment, especially if we're like a family environment and we could feel like everyone should have a voice and you may, but you may not. Um, and you may just be asked to submit and to serve without being asked your opinion about if it's the best way to do it. And that's that's like and again it always comes down to a pride issue right like well why didn't they ask me i have things to say i have things to contribute totally it's an absolute surrender of self and um, again it's modeled on jesus and in my life like i've been tested in the realm of just like peacemaking conflict resolution because it's like you have to like when you know that you're right or you believe you're right a lot of times you find out you're not right but um (laughs) you know you believe you're right and you want to hold on to that but you know, without submission, there's no moving the ball forward in mm-hmm. anything. Like if somebody's not willing to yield themselves, then conversations aren't started. It's not even opened. If there's if there's a conflict or there's an impasse, there's a roadblock in some sort of a, a project or a mission or a relationship or a church, there's, people aren't unified, <clears throat> people aren't rowing together, like you're saying. Um, for us to be like Jesus and to be submitted to the Father we need to be the the one who takes the first step and says, okay, look, what did I do wrong here? Okay, mm-hmm. how do I take responsibility? How do I own something? How do I yield something so that we get this ball moving here? Because you have to love the mission of God above your own agenda. Yeah, and that's it is, true. It is a test that you're like, okay, I have my agenda for this church relationship problem project. I have my agenda of how I'd like to do it. But ultimately above that in the word, it says, keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, Mm -hmm. right? It says um, that you're ambassadors of reconciliation. And so like that will always come at a death of self. That was how Jesus made peace with us. Like it was, it was through yielding his will, Kutura already mentioned. Mm -hmm. But an important thing I just wanted to share with people is there is a process of, of getting to submission. Mm-hmm. The Lord can build it into you where it's, it becomes easier and easier and, yeah. and you love the people you're with and you want to yield to them. Um, but a lot of times there's a wrestling involved. And so this term of submission, it can be, you can think of it in terms of grappling in terms of like, you know, the UFC, there's submission, there's, Oh, oh, oh I tapped out. Right. Um, and a lot of times you wrestle with God in prayer over something over some relationship or thing that you're in. 
And he's going to get you to the point where you just tap and you're like, okay, Lord, you're right. Like, I love you more than I love my own pride. I love you more than I love my way and my agenda. I'm just going to tap here. Like, I'm going to submit. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah. it doesn't ha- it shouldn't be grudging. It should be like you wrestled long enough that you not, you not only complied with God, like one of you guys said, mm-hmm. oh, okay, fine, Lord, you want me to, you want me to submit. Okay. Uh, you know, like that's, that's not the end result. You got to keep even wrestling beyond that point. To like, Lord, give me your love for these people. Mm-hmm. Like, give me your vision for for what you're doing here. Yeah, and it's uh, sometimes you don't always get it, but he can affect your heart yeah. where you're like, I see him. I might not see where he's taking this thing, but I do see him clearly and I can trust him. And that's what you're wrestling to. That's like what you're grappling mm-hmm. through. And mm-hmm. sometimes people are like, I can't submit. And I just, my question is like, have you prayed over that situation? Right. Have you prayed for the person that you have problems with? Have you prayed for their good, even if you don't like them? Have you grappled with the Lord to change your heart on this? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he will win that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you actually go and you wrestle with God, like Jacob, eventually your hip's going to get leg locked out of position and dislocated, right? You will come into yeah, submission. Will. Like he will, he will bring you right. there if you bring yourself to him. Right. And but, that's, and that is the whole issue. Like you said, it, it is always about yielding to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's never, it's never really about the person. It can be, they can be the, the face that you're looking at and you're having to deal with, but it actually is really between you and the Lord. And if you are yielded to him, if you come into a place of surrender to him, then you can submit yourself to anybody. Mm-hmm. You really can because you trust him. And it's like you said, it may take wrestling. The Lord will have to humble you because <laughs> again, it's always a pride issue. And it's, um, but he will, he will give you the grace for it. He never asks us to do anything that he doesn't enable us to do. Yeah. And that he, like you said, he didn't demonstrate himself. I mean, mm-hmm. the Godhead, they yield to each other. They are submitted one to another. Yeah. And there is, it's part of the nature of God that we have to submit to in our, in our own lives. Right. Well, yeah. And you, you both said it, uh, really clearly it's surrender first to the Lord and submission one to another, another, right? So when we think of surrender, you know, surrender means usually it has like a negative connotation with it, where it's like a, a, another country goes in and takes over another country Mm -hmm. and that country has to surrender Mm -hmm. to the country. Right. Um, you're talking about wrestling with the Lord. It's like that comes to that place of the, of surrender where you're like, okay, Hey, I tap, I give up, you know, I, not my will, your will be done. Mm -hmm. Um, when you get to that place and I think we go in stages in our life or a waves in our life of surrender where it's like, okay, I've given, you know, I've given you everything to hear, but God's like, no, no, I want, I want more. And then it's like, okay, giving you to hear. And it's like, nope, I want more. And he will continue to do that with us in our life until we are just completely given to him Mm -hmm. and yielded to him. And some of us, you know, we do that quick. And some of us, it takes us a really long time. Mm -hmm. And it may be like a certain point in our life where I'll give you everything, but right over here. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, surrender, surrender at all. And when you're surrendered to him, submission is actually, um, it be, like you said, becomes part of your mission, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm surrendered to the Lord. I can, David said, I can trust him. Like I can trust him with my life. Yeah. I can trust him with the life of my family. I can trust him with the souls of my church. I can trust him with everything. And so I can yield myself to what he has. Cause I know what he, he has and what he is and who he is, is, is the greatest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When do you not submit? 
When do you not submit? When do you not submit to something? Like if something is unscriptural, um, illegal, <laughs> unethical, unethical. What's the immoral. other one? Immoral. Immoral. Yeah. There you go. There you Those go. are um, definitely places you should not submit to. But you may, the Lord may still have places for you to submit to someone um, in that process. Mm. You know. So that there's, I mean, yeah. it's an interesting thing that. Um, the Lord always requires us to submit, to be in a position of submission, um, even if we're working out things that are um, in those categories. Does that make sense? Yeah, like there's I mean, like ways the to serve of, um, people, even if they're in those things or if we're in those things, well, there's places of submission we still have to come to. Yeah. That's the whole idea of like civil disobedience, where it's you're you're breaking some law like slavery, like or hiding Jews from the Nazis or something like that. Mm. Um, but yet you're willing to accept all the consequences of that. Mm. It's like the early Christians didn't worship Caesar. They didn't burn incense to that because it was idolatry. Right. <laughs> it was uh, against God yet. They still submitted to the, the gladiator arena and the, yeah. you know, uh, the cross and every other way that they were killed. Um, because they were serving their community even through their disobedience. Yeah. And if, if that's not your heart, if you're just like, I don't like this, uh, that's not that's not a sense of civil disobedience or, um, you know, very intelligent submission. Like that's not that's not the same thing. <laughs> so, I think we're we're coming into a time and a life in our society and our culture where people don't even know what right and wrong is anymore. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. Are we going to raise people? Or are we going to bring up people in this world that will not know? right and wrong. It's like, that's, we have to bring Christ to them. That's the whole, that's the whole point of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, like when we consider, um, you know, like Daniel as a good example of this, mm -hmm. he was someone who obviously did not submit to the law that was made about, you know, not praying to the Lord or only praying to certain gods, but he never, um, he did not dishonor his, um, even his natural earthly, um, authorities and there's still a requirement by the Lord that we are still in honor, that we are still in a, in a submitted position, even if there are some things that, you know, in our world um, are not, that are against the word of God, it does not give us an excuse to dishonor mm -hmm. people. And that's, I think, sometimes where we get a little off the rails is like, well, they're, they're this, you know, they belong to this party or they're doing this thing. And it's like, and so then we have this excuse now. We have the right to dishonor, to slander, to do all of those things. And that is a completely unsubmitted place. We've taken ourselves out of the place of being submitted to the Lord now and have allowed someone else's sin become justification for us to do whatever we think is right. Mm. And that is the very opposite of, sub of being submitted. And we can stand for the truth do what is right, resist evil, and yet still be completely honoring and submitted to the Lord and um, serve people. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately Daniel's um, resistance of something that was wrong, but sub still honoring and still being submitted brought an entire nation into relationship with God and brought them into truth. Yeah. And that was the result of his um, of, of his submission, ultimately. Yeah. There was a lot of prayer there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Him and his friends got together. They prayed. It's like, we're supposed to give not only the interpretation of the dream, but the dream itself to this mm -hmm. king. And they, they came in complete desperation before God. Um, yeah. That was their life. I mean, Daniel wouldn't stop praying three times a day, even when he was going to be thrown to lions. Mm -hmm. That was how much he was in God, you know, and that's the, the thing that creates that. That's the thing that produces the Christ-like attitude of 
of humility and reconciliation and service, even to those that are bullies and brutal right. and stupid right. and <laughs> ignorant <laughs> and chaotic yes. and causing problems. And it's like, think about Jesus submitting to Pontius Pilate, who's a tyrannical coward. And he's mm. like, all right, you know, you have power to crucify me. You wouldn't have that power if it weren't given to you from above. Like that's direct, powerful truth, yet submission at the same time. Right. It right. just brings chills when you think about it. That yeah. He's the king and he's like, all right, but you have the authority in the sphere. Right. For now. And he was, <laughs> because ultimately he was submitted to the Lord first. Mm -hmm. And that is a place where we can never get, if that's out of order, everything else will be out of order. And, you know, David, when he's, you know, anointed king and Saul's still in that position of authority, he understood that there was still, even though he, you know, the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and he was tormented and, you know, had all this mess happening. David still understood the authority of the Lord and how that worked. And he yielded to that. He submitted mm -hmm. himself to it, even though he probably would have been completely justified and probably would have made a lot of people happy mm -hmm. if he just, <laughs> it's like, okay, it's your time. Step in, like put an end to this foolishness. Like God anointed you. You're the one, you know, do it. He understood how God actually um, operates and how he was supposed to order his life and that he was yielded to the hand of the Lord upon his life and not to take that into his own, you know, take his own authority in that place. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a laser like focus on my, my life belongs to the Lord. Yeah. And I will not take it into my own hands. Yeah. Right. It's just a complete denial, denial of yourself. Mm -hmm. Just, um, you just, Along those same lines, we think of, you know, stewardship is what really what um, submission is stewardship and stewardship is submission, right? You, you're taking ownership of, of something that the Lord has given you care of. Now, what do you do with it? It's like ultimately the responsibility falls on him, mm. but you do everything that he's asked you to do with what he's put in your care. Um, that's, that's the church, right? That's, yeah. that's how leaders should raise the church. That's how leaders should lead the churches as, as stewards of, of God's people. Um, if we had, if everyone had that mentality in every er arena in, in life, like how incredible would that be? Mm, Whereas, right. you know, we're talking about, um, we're talking about the Bible. We're talking about all these great men and women in the word of God that we've learned of. Well, that's where we're at right now. It's like, let's right. take stewardship of where he has us today and submit our lives, yield our lives to the Lord, yield our lives to Holy Spirit, let him lead us and, and guide us in spite of ourselves sometimes mm -hmm. too. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I think that's Incredible. such a key concept um, is to, if you believe that where you're at in your life is the assignment of God, um, it says in 1 Corinthians 7, whatever life the Lord has assigned you there, let him remain with God like with God, mm -hmm. God's with you in that. Um, a lot of times it's, you have the temptation, at least for me personally, if I'm in a situation where I feel bullied and my voice isn't heard and it's, you know, why am I submitting to this? It's because I think, you know, somehow I got outside of God's plan or, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm God, I'm not where God wants me to be. Mm -hmm. the, the grass is greener over there. You know, it's in, we have this thought of like, this couldn't be God's assignment because there's suffering in it yeah. and there's a dumb person or whatever. It's like, you know, that's, mm -hmm. and we're really, you know, hopefully real with God about it of like, how could this be, you know, the plan, but you've got to wrestle. You've got to be like, the word says that, um, the Lord has assigned me here, this job, this relationship, this church, wh whatever it is, the Lord has assigned me here. 
Um, so I'm submitting to him in it. Like that's, that's what gives you the ability to do that. If you don't believe, and I think, you know, people are listening and and you're struggling with God and you're like, you know, is no, I'm not even supposed to be here. Um, I married the wrong husband. That's why I don't submit to him. I really, you know, people Mm -hmm. think that, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm at the wrong church. There's a better one down the street um, to go to. Right. That's all very understandable. Like I don't think anybody at the table wouldn't understand that human perspective. But what we're saying is to wrestle through that and see it is the assignment of the Lord and trust him enough to serve him in that situation, Mm -hmm. knowing that he will reward that. Right. And if you leave the assignment, there will be no reward. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not assigned there, if you're sinning to be in that position, repent and leave that. But if the Lord has led you there, you, you got to dig in there. You got to suck it up. Right. It's it's a hard word, but yeah. And we don't have to be concerned with making the calling of the Lord on our life happen. Mm -hmm. He, if we're faithful to be obedient to him, he will bring his word to pass. Like that's his, Mm -hmm. that's his part of it. Actually, Mm -hmm. our part is to allow Holy spirit to lead us and to do the best we can with what's in front of us. And I know there's something, um, our, you know, pastor Pat talks, he has preached about a lot, like with Joseph, you know, Joseph had a calling on his life. He had dreams, but the way that those were actually fulfilled was that he served the dreams and the callings of other people. Mm, and good. that as he did that, as he was just like, look, here's, you know, my life is basically gone. I have nothing. I'm going to do what I can to serve, you know, Potiphar. And then he served, he like advances his household. Right. So like, it's a great place. And then the next phase of the life in the prison, like, and then he gets in, put in charge of the prison because he was faithful to who he was and he was faithful to the Lord. Mm-hmm. He, and he didn't, um, again, let the behaviors of other people excuse him from mm-hmm. having integrity and from ordering his life correctly before the Lord. And I think so many, you know, and then of course in the the last phase of his life overseeing the entire nation and being trusted with that, but again, not to fulfill his own call. It was to serve the needs of the people that were around him that he was assigned to. And then in the process of that, the Lord brought the fulfillment of the prophetic word to his life. But I think so many times we get locked into, you know, my calling and the dreams in my heart and what God has told me I'm supposed to do. And it's like, that becomes our mission. Then that becomes the primary focus and anything else that gets in the way of that now becomes like, well, I don't have to, that doesn't advance my calling. You know, and that's how we decide what we're going to submit to is, <laughs> does it advance my calling? What about me? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, you know, you know, Joseph, well, if I've been building everyone else's house, like how am I ever going to get to where God told me to be? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's exactly how it works. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point is that it is. your life is to serve other people. Yeah. And in that God will fulfill. Um, people are not the obstacle. <laughs> There, that's, and we can get in that mindset of I've like, had that mindset. I've had that mindset. Yeah. Like if this person would just get out of the way or this person would just see what's in me, or if they would just give me opportunity and then having to like, you can get so frustrated and so bitter in that place mm. or conversely, like, all right, Lord, like my life is not my own and you're responsible to fulfill <laughs> your word in my life. My responsibility is to follow the Holy spirit, it. to steward it into walk in walk in submission. And that like brings so much freedom. Completely. Completely. Um, I think with every calling, there's a cross mm-hmm. and we focus so much on the calling, but not what cross do I embrace in this? Because yeah. there just won't be a calling without a cross. And that is a death of self, right? 
it's a cliche preacher thing, but in a wedding, right, the woman's called to submit to the man, but the man is called to die for the wife. <laughs> that's a, that's, I mean, that's submission to the nth degree. So right. are you willing to die? Like, are you going to tell everybody about your calling, but you're called to die? Right. And it, we don't, that's Christianity. And we signed up for it, right? I mean, we could, originally we were on this boat rowing, not knowing where it was going, and it was piloted by a slave master, mm. sin, Satan. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything. But the boat we're on now, if we're Christians, we chose to get on that boat. Right. <laughs> we chose to be chained to the oar. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, why am I on an oar? I don't know where, I don't know where it's going now. And I, I, I do this. this. I'm not, I want that oar. Like, I'm not just <laughs> preaching to people like I don't, I mean, this is what I do. I'm like, why? It's a little bit, you know. I should have picked a better or, you know, it's like, but we signed up for that and you gotta, you gotta think Mm -hmm. about it. And we always, when the enemy gets a hold of our minds, we always divorce our death from Christ's death, Hmm. but they are one. And so Jesus is like, if you can see my death for you and how I said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and give my life for you as your ransom. Then you're like, okay, Lord, that's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give my life to you. You have me here in this place, in this situation to give my life. That's where I'm going to give it because I can't give it somewhere else. <laughs> I'm not there. It's not even real. It's a delusion. Mm-hmm. It's a dream. You know, it's yeah. it doesn't exist. I might die today and I'll, all the dreams I have will be nothing, right? <laughs> We're called to deny ourselves daily and mm-hmm. follow him. And it, like that's Christianity. Sorry. Like <laughs> that's what it is. So, um, But it's so great. Yeah. You know, what's, right. totally. what's the alternative? you know, being chained to an oar, not knowing where you're going, but mm-hmm. now you're chained to an oar and you know where you're going. Yeah. You're, you know, you're walking in life. It's like, right. I, I love those moments of the day where I'm like, huh, this is really working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really working out for me. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like life, like this yeah. is abundant life and this is, is great. And this is, I'm full of joy and, and peace and, you know, all of the fruits of the spirit that come out of walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, too. Cause so it's, Thank you. We, <laughs> good thing you're here, Katara. I know. Because yeah. <laughs> like, so we can really uh, focus on like, the challenges. Dying to yourself. Yeah, you can focus on the challenges. And be resurrected. Right? Yeah. Never forget. And this other thing, right? <laughs> uh, you can focus a lot on the challenges of having to submit. You know, right. and like how I got to work this out and I got to die again and I got to yeah. yield to this person. And like you get so focused on that. But here's the great part of it is that when you yield to someone, the anointing of God now can flow from them to you. And whoever you are yielded to, their anointing actually covers you. And mm-hmm. you get to be you get like to be partakers of their anointing which is really powerful. Like that's a great <laughs> it's a great thing. And if we really get this, like I remember finally like getting this being like, oh, Whoever I'm submitting to, like coming under the anointing of the assignment on their life now gets to flow over me too. Like that's a pretty, that's a pretty amazing thing. And all of the, the, um, things that God is bringing them into, I get to be part of that. Like, yeah, I may be like rowing the oar, but guess what? I'm part of this ship that's going to somewhere that I could have never gotten to on my own. Right. And now I get to be part of something that God is doing with a group of people or through someone else's life that. That assignment wasn't on my life, but now I get to be part of it and I get to see God moving in it and the gifts that are in them. If I'm submitted to them, they flow to me, you know, like you'll never receive from someone that you're not submitted to. And the submission process, it is such a gift because it joins us to, um, to a person, but also to their, um, they become a conduit of the Lord. Mm 
to us and we receive something different from them than we could ever get on our own. And that's like, I don't know, that's a really powerful (laughs) thing. I think, you know, it's like, if we really want to be an anointed person, we need to be a submitted person and whoever you submit to, you get to be part of their, you get to pick up on their anointing. Like Jesus. Yeah. Like Jesus. You're under his authority. (laughs) You have his anointing and you have his authority. That's crazy, right? That's the centurion thing that you mentioned. Um, I totally, I love what you said. There was so much in what you just said that if you guys are listening to the podcast, you should rewind that because (laughs) there was a lot of good gems in there. What you said is like one thing that you just said was you can't receive from someone you don't submit to. Mm -hmm. I've definitely had that where it was like even whole denominations that I was like, I don't agree with them. I don't, I don't like them. They really have nothing to offer Mm -hmm. um, or people that, you know, didn't minister the way I would the first time I saw them and they came back. I wasn't ready to receive from them. Um, but if you repent and you, you leave that aside, it's amazing what the Lord will give you through someone. Yeah. And a lot of times he gives you the best things through people that you didn't think you wanted to get anything from. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just like benefits. Yeah. It's great. It is great. Yeah. You, um, it, uh, you know, the Lord, like when you, you know, referencing Ephesians five about the, the wife submitting to the husband, but it's not just so that it's, so she can exercise her faith. Like, and this is really challenging thing. Like, I'm just going to put this trial in your life to see if you'll do it. It's actually to bring her into a place of safety. Mm-hmm. It's to bring her into a place of security, a place of complete love and being cared for. And that is actually, you know, and he goes on, um, about submitting one to another because it brings us into a place of, of confidence and security with each other and trust with one another that builds something that no one person can do on their own. And, you know, I talk about this, like we talk about team ministry. I hated team ministry for a long time because I felt like I just had to do everything, but understanding, (laughs) you know, thankfully the Lord broke that off of me mostly. People um, submitted to you. They submitted to your leadership. But understanding, (laughs) understanding the joy of, being able to yield to somebody else and let their gift operate and provide something that my gift cannot. And like this, and that as a team now, because we're yielded, like our worship ministry is very much like this. We can submit one to another. Um, and it takes us so much further than any one of us could ever go. And it just, it's such a, um, a more complete picture of who the Lord is than any one person could ever demonstrate. And it brings an anointing. This is why a team, you know, Jesus is all about team because a team that learns how to submit, whether it's two people or whether it's 10 people or 40 people, like in our worship ministry that are submitted to another. Now there's this flow of anointing that is so much, so much greater mm-hmm. and we all get to benefit from it. And so do the people that we're ministered to. Like there's an anointing that can flow through us now that one person cannot, even though they may be great and wonderful, it's just not the same. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's how God's so exponential, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. one, I can, I'm a pretty capable person. I can do a lot of stuff by myself, mm-hmm. but I will never grow past myself. Right. Whereas you, one times two or two times two, and all of a sudden things are exponential with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole huge world out there that needs the Lord. Yeah. And we limit ourselves if we don't submit one to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll allow, you'll not only allow your own gifts to be limited if you don't submit, but if you're not submitting to a team, you're, you're limiting other people's gifts and mm-hmm. you're putting them yeah. in a box. You're not allowing them 
to flourish. You know, there's, there's things that I delegate as a husband to my wife because she's way better at them. I would be a fool to just say, most husbands do this. And then it's like, I have to do that. I'm not yield. It's like, there has to be mutual submission. There has to be leadership by God. There has to be um, people's gifts being put in the right position, authority in the right position for the wholeness of, of Christ to be shown. And um, that's the other side of this whole thing is like, we're talking about submission, but we should also be throwing in headship because mm-hmm. like how to be in authority and how to, I mean, I think, you know, you won't really be trusted with authority until you can submit yeah. because you should know what it's like to submit mm-hmm. and to submit to bad leadership so that you don't lead that way. So yeah. you don't lead with an iron fist domineering. I've learned way more from people who are ineffective leaders than I've learned from even effective leaders. Cause I was like, I just know how that wrecked me and I will not do that. You know, I won't mm-hmm. jack people up the way that that, that happened. Yeah. Um, and so if you can take that idea of like, I remember when, you know, I was in that position, how do I want to treat other people? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it brings wisdom. Um, there's always this biblical idea that we're not, we're not grasping and holding on to our authority. Yeah. We're always giving it. We're, we're always releasing it. We're letting, but you can hold on to it and you can restrict the anointing from going yeah. and the authority from going and you can try to do it all yourself. But that's not very nice to follow somebody like that. Mm-hmm. It really restricts what you can do as a couple or a team or a church or business or, or whatever it might be. Right. It will truly restrict you if you're not operating according to biblical headship and submission. Right. So, you know. Yeah. So. Well, and understanding that headship is all about serving those that are in your Absolutely. care, that are in your mm-hmm. spirit, just like it says Christ served the church, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't just to, so he could hold this position of being served. It was so that he could empower people to be great. So he could Absolutely. authorize them. So he could grow them into their um, maturity, into their fullness. And that's really the biblical leader leadership model mm-hmm. um, is that if I am in a position where people are submitting to me, like I better be caring for their lives and I better be asking the Lord, how can I bring them into their fullness? What can I do to empower them? I don't, um, they don't exist to serve me. They don't exist to serve my calling. Mm-hmm. I exist to serve them and to serve their callings. And it is always this giving away. And that again is, you know, it's doesn't always come natural. It's so huge. Like what you just said, because like it's taught in the church all over. Like I'll just use the marriage example that the wife is there to serve the husband's calling. Yeah, I guess like that's part of submission <laughs> coming under his mission. Mm-hmm. But if there's a, a choice there and the husband's leading like Jesus, he's going to die for his wife's calling. Right. The wife's calling is going to come first. Yeah. And that's like, do you understand that as a leader? If you're the one in headship, you need to, not make it about you, but about those that you're serving. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to esteem others better than yourself? Right. That's all biblical stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard to internalize that because mm-hmm. you're like, you could think wrongly of like, I finally got to the place of leadership where now my agenda can go. Right. But yeah. Actually, you went a... to the lowest point <laughs> where everyone else can now go. Right. Well, that's the exact Upside down opposite kingdom. of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So the world leads with pride and um, and, and being the boss and you do what I tell you to do. And Jesus is like, no, like I lead with giving you my life. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and Paul talks about, no, I've given everything up for Christ. Like this is, that's how you lead is you, you die to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that takes the pride out of it, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a leader who is just saying, nope, this is my way and I'm going to do it this way because this is how I think it needs to be done. Then that's not, 
that's not scriptural, right? That's not Christ-like. It's always, hey, I'm being led by the Spirit, and I'm yielding myself to Holy Spirit so that he can teach us and show us, and I can grow you, and we could do this together. Yeah. Yep. It is a whole different uh, mentality shift and, uh, <laughs> and what understanding. Spirit, yeah. What <laughs> spirit is filling you? Like, what is Holy Spirit like? The one who comes underneath, comes alongside, who's like, hey, I want to put the glory on Jesus, not on myself. I want to look away from myself. I want to give power to those who are being sent. That's the spirit filling you, that's flowing from you. Mm -hmm. If you're in a place of headship and covering, that's the spirit that should be getting on people. It shouldn't be some weird false spirit of control and domineering. It speaks against that in 1 Peter. It says, don't lead if you're an elder of the flock. Don't lead with domineering or for shameful gain, but do it willingly as the Lord would have you shepherd the flock, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because that's truly the spirit that is is operating way different from the world. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard. It's the right way. (laughs) It is great too, though, when you start to like, uh, when you actually do it, (laughs) <laughs> and you do it in a real authentic way where you are actually as between you and the Lord, you know that you've submitted your heart. You experience things with the Lord that don't come any other way. And it is like, it is such a wonderful place. Actually, when we get there when we finally bring ourselves to that spot, we, there's just, there's peace. There's, um, there's love, there's security, there's, um, faith that it can work now in ways that it didn't work before. When you're not looking at people, you're just, like rest, there's a rest that happens in that spot. And it's like, once you actually experience that, it does make it a little easier the next time you're like, Oh, I know mm-hmm. what's on the other side of this. Yeah. You know, there's, and it's like anything the Lord asks us to do, there's always reward in it. And the reward is him. Yeah. You know, it's not getting to the next ministry spot. It's not, well, if I submit, then I can advance, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's the wrong that's the wrong motivation. Well, if I yield, then, you know, I'll get the, their anointing. And it's like, well, yeah, you will, but only if you're actually submitted, you know, <laughs> yeah. not just pretending to be submitted yeah. so you can get something from someone that misses the whole, <laughs> <laughs> that misses the whole point. Yeah. But really like being able to receive that place with the Lord, like it's, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. That completely surrendered place where you, you just like, huh? Like, it's like this, Ah, moment of just like, Mm -hmm. I, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And that, uh, if you're not there, then you, there's almost like a a torment that you are Mm -hmm. constantly fighting and constantly Mm -hmm. battling and it's always there. And then you let, just like you let go and it's like, huh, I've just completely surrendered my life to the Lord. Yeah. It's freedom. It's complete freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's people listening that, you know, they're being asked to submit to something that's like suffering in their life. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's not a person. It's not an organization. It's a thorn in their flesh, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it could be a person, right? But it could also be just some trial. It could just be something, it could be a prayer that's not being answered and they have to yield to God. Like they just have to submit to him. Mm-hmm. Um, would any of you have any advice for that person? Yeah, I'd say it's mm-hmm. never about a person mm-hmm. or a situation. It's always the Lord. Like if you are, if your life is really about yielding to the Lord, you got to look beyond the person. You got to look beyond the situation. Lord, what it is what is it that you want me to submit to? What is it the next place that I need to lay down? If you can get past all of those things that seem like they're in front of you and get to the place with the Lord where it's just you and him 
and really honestly ask him, what is it that needs to die in me? What is it that I need to lay down? What is it that you're trying to work in me? That is the place where you will find transformation Mm -hmm. that will bring you into peace, that will bring you into wholeness, that will bring you into right relationship. And you'll be able to love all those people that seem like they were just obstacles (laughs) to Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, obstacles, people, um, situations, physical things, all of it. It's all, it's all part of the process. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the point again where that surrender with the Lord, and it's just like, okay, let's let's just walk through this together, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the only thing that's in your control is you, mm-hmm. you know, by the right. by the Spirit that's in you. Um, you know, disease isn't in your control. Um, People aren't in your control. Church leadership isn't in your control, but your yielding is within your control because you've been given a spirit of self-control. So that could be a freeing idea of someone. Of yeah. like, you can always go to the cross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't control everything around you, but you can control how you go to the cross. You can yeah. get dragged there kicking and screaming like mm-hmm. the thieves next to Jesus, or you can embrace the cross in love. Um, so that's kind of a hard it's a hard message, but like you guys said, it's, it's the most beautiful way to live. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't last like forever it. either. No. We, we and you can find joy him, right? in the middle of it. <laughs> like that's yeah. the promise, right? Is that you have fellowship with him in that spot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, um, if we have fellowship with him, he could be, there's been people that, uh, I mean, there's persecuted Christians and people lost their lives that were in complete fellowship with God. And they had yeah. the grace to do that because yeah. that was what they were assigned to do. I marvel at those people. I marvel at you if you're listening and you're going through trouble and yet you're still saying his grace is sufficient for me. Um, So just thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast and we will see you next time. Okay, so in our discussion about submission, we had one of our amazing leaders, Pastor Bob, who didn't join us on this one, but he's he's here. He's watching. Mm -hmm. He's He's listening. He's evaluating. Just like Holy Spirit. And I know, and he knows that we're so submitted to him. So he gave us a couple of extra things that we're going to discuss and we're not, we, we just thrown these, uh, these thoughts. So we're going to just discuss them. It's going to be a great candid thing we're doing right here. So we talking in our last (laughs) session about this whole concept of being an under oarsman, right? And we're just rowing away and it's good. We're just holding onto our oar, loving our oar. We're locked in. We're chained to the ship. But the question is, what about? If you get moved from the oar of just being the rower to someone who's actually whose hand is on the rudder and now you are the one who's in a position of influencing where things are going or maybe even deciding direction and how does that change how we operate in submission or does it change that or how are we now other people are submitting to our our direction what does that look like in our lives what do we do with that? Smells better up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smells better Does on it? deck. So that's just my first thought. Um, I think it goes to like, you're still not the pilot. I almost said pirate. The p- <laughs> <laughs> you're still not the pilot of the vessel. Like even though you're, you're on the rudder, you should still be taking direction from God. Mm-hmm. And so you're still in submission to him and to, you know, anyone else who's in a higher position than you. And that's important to realize that we never come to a point where we're not under some sort of authority or else we are outside of authority Mm -hmm. and we're exposed right to the enemy's authority. So we need to be under authority to God. But it was like I said, when I was discussing headship, like how then are you going to steer? Like when you have people under you when you have people doing things to support you, 
um, remember that ore. Remember the the marks of the chain around your wrist when you were locked to the ore. Remember how um, it was down there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know if, if that sort of starts the ball rolling on the discussion. Yeah, I think one thing that you said was is so key. Maybe we could talk about this for a minute. Is that you should never um, graduate <laughs> to the place where you are now not submitted to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like there, that is just so ungodly it, and it's but it's so like <laughs> but it is this weird thing right like where you like work your way up the <laughs> the ministry chain and now you're the, the, the super apostle and you're not accountable to anybody mm. and that or you're not submitted to anyone and that is so like against the lord it's mm. so against what he even demonstrates himself but it's like this really weird mm. thing that happens um, I don't know. Christianity is weird. Huh? It is weird. <laughs> the whole thing. It's all weird. Yeah. Uh, no, I, for when he first asked that question, the first thing that came to my mind was I would, I would immediately go to like a mother's heart for people who are growing. I'd be like, are you getting enough water? Are you getting enough food? Are you being nurtured enough so that you can, just I know I'm like a mom. <laughs> I would, I would want to make sure that they were taken care of so that they could, continue to row the boat. That would be the first thing. The second thing would be my next one would be for protection of them where I'm uh, steering the boat, of course, you know, submitted to the Lord and his authority and asking him which way to go, but also making sure that we're not running into anything um, or putting them in, a, in like a whirlpool where we're just, you know, spinning in circles and not going anywhere. Right. Um, so my, my first thought would be like, how do I get the people that are down there to where they need to be mm. if my hand was put on the rudder. That's good. Thanks. Wow. So godly. Mm -hmm. Stay away from so. the Bermuda Triangle yes. of selfishness, mm -hmm. pride, mm -hmm. and shameful gain. There it is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking too, um, so I'm like, okay, if I, if that was me, that was, you know, and I'm, de I'm determining the direction of the ship. I should probably know where we're trying to get to, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> that's like, a that's kind of important there. So what is the mission? How are, like, where are we going? How am I supposed to get there? How does where, you know, the way that I turn things affect our ability to get there? But the other thing I was thinking is, um, I think it's important for the people that are, that are putting in the work and the time to know why you're doing what you're doing. Like we're not just doing this just to kill time or because we just want to keep people busy or, you know, it's like, no, we actually have a direction we're going and this is why we're going to advance here. or We're going to, you know, settle a new land in our, <laughs> our analogy. But I think that's actually one of the biggest um, responsibilities of someone that's in a directing position that other people are yielded to is you got to continually remind them of why, why we're doing this and why we're putting in this time, mm. why we're putting in the effort, why we're continuing to bring our faith to this because it matters. You know, it's like, um, I feel like that's one of the, my biggest jobs, like as leader of the worship ministry is not to get them to like write songs, although they're doing that or to do well on a Sunday. They're just, like, I have an amazing team. I feel like my main responsibility is to care for their souls to help them advance in their giftings, but also just to continue to remind them of why, what our purpose is, mm -hmm. where we're going, and how we're going to get there together. 
Yeah, I think I'd probably want to stop at a few tropical islands along the way, <laughs> and then I'd explain it to the people on the island. I'd let them get uh, off the boat every once in a while. Right. I wouldn't be afraid they're going to run away if right. I let them stop <laughs> rowing for even one second. Right. <laughs> I would let them have a little rest and explain the vision, eat a few papayas, right? <laughs> have a sabbatical, explain where we're going. Like Sabbath. Um, maybe then when they got on the sh- ship, we wouldn't lock them back on the oar and just say, you guys are free. You yeah. guys are actually free. Well, they are. They lock free. themselves. They, they right? can That's lock the difference, right? Jesus is like, you guys yeah. are no longer slaves. I'm not calling you slaves mm-hmm. anymore. You're my friends now. And then there's Paul is like, no, I'm a bond slave. Now yeah. I make the decision mm-hmm. to be a slave to this cause. Like, like I make the decision to give myself to this. I feel so like there's we have like a, a progression. Here. This is like mm-hmm. a good, like, it's a good novel. You know, it's like <laughs> this mut- is your, mutiny I on the bounty. I told you, it's your, your fantasy adventure. Oh, man. Watch out for those pirates. Fiction. That's another thing. You're on that rudder. You got to be looking for pirates. They're down there under the deck. They don't have that coverage. You know, they're not going to see the raiders coming to steal from you. Right. So you got to have that intercession and covering vigilance. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. We should ask pastor Bob to preach about this sometime, yeah. you know, put your hand to the rudder. Burn and don't look the back. Ship. <laughs> Burn, Burn the ships. <laughs> <laughs> someone preached that not oh, too long yeah. ago about something, burning the something ships. That, yeah, something yeah. about that. Yeah. Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. So number here's one. another that we got. Number one. Okay. Check that off. <laughs> We're being submitted, submissive. Yeah. And obedient. Yep. At the same time. Um, to our, our taskmaster. <laughs> the one who with the, the hand rudder. on the rudder. <laughs> rudder holder. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> captain. Okay, next next question or point of discussion, because uh, we were talking about when do you not have to submit, right? Or when should when should you not submit? Not when do you not have to, <laughs> <laughs> but when should you not submit, right? To illegal things, things that are against the word of the Lord. But so we got this little note here to discuss: uh, resisting authority for the sake of resistance without relationship with God will expose your life to consequences with results. So in other words, sometimes we can get into this like um, mindset where we just resist things just to resist them or because I'm a Christian and I don't have to submit myself to that and I don't have to (laughs) be part of that thing. And I don't have, you know what I'm saying? Like we get into this weird place where we're not actually doing it because God told us to, or we're out of our like, intimate time with him we're doing it because we think it's the right thing to do or it's like i get to rebel against it's this. a cause yeah or like we take up a cause that god actually didn't uh, tell us to take mm-hmm. up it's kind of a weird a weird thing have you ever done yeah. that no 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 hmm. have i i don't know <laughs> I have to think about you'd that. Have to know, you'd know I better feel like than there's me there's times when you take like i feel like there's times when i've taken up a cause <laughs> you can say you you can tell me we're friends. <laughs> I have to think about you. Okay. I don't know. But I know for sure for me. <laughs> like I know that there's times when I've take like I've taken up a cause against something. Um either because I just felt like fighting or <laughs> sometimes I just feel like a good fight, you know? I don't know. And or I take up a cause on behalf of someone else. Like they're they they got offended or they felt they got wrong. And so I take up their cause and I don't actually take the time to ask the Lord, like should I be taking up this cause? Are they, is this actually the right thing to do? Is this how I should be approaching this? And we can get, I like, I get into some really weird um, places that way. And later I go back, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That just put, pit me against something that I wasn't supposed to be 
yeah. against. Yeah, the verse that came to my mind when <laughs> Pastor Bob said that, which I totally resonate with what Liz is saying. Um, it's, I think Peter did too, because Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2, 19, this is a gracious thing when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. But what credit is it when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. And he's saying there's there's like, there's a resistance that's just to resist. Yeah. It could even be sinful. It could be resisting for the sake of the Christian nation instead of Christ. Mm. Okay. It's like uh, it could be resisting for the sake of opposing the LGBTQA plus agenda mm-hmm. or opposing the Democrats agenda or opposing the Republicans agenda. Mm-hmm. It could be. And it's if you get beaten for that and you get, quote unquote, persecuted for that, what credit is that to you? Right. That's what he said. It's if you sin and you're doing something for for a cause instead of Christ, that's that's an idolatry. Like you're getting beaten for it. You're resisting for the sake of being a rebel or you know, your life's boring, so you're looking for something to give it meaning. And we turn to politics in the Western church. Like we turn mm-hmm. to social crusades. We turn to mm-hmm. people that don't live like us, at least on the outside. Right. Which may be on the inside. Um, and that is no credit to you to get beaten for that. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to know the heart of God and you're in relationship with him, you'll know how to resist things that are lies of the enemy, but you'll resist the enemy. Right. You won't resist people. Okay. And we say this a lot, but it's such a clear distinction of like, why are, why are you actually resisting? Yeah. Is it because God and his word has called this something to resist and you're passionate for his glory or are you passionate for a nation? Are you passionate for 20 years ago? Are you passionate for your church legacy? Are you passionate for your reputation? If you get beaten doing something for those reasons and resisting the evil people that want to take your legacy or your country away from you, mm-hmm. that's no different than anyone else that doesn't know God. Mm-hmm. There's no credit to you for that. <laughs> so it's when you we're coming to a time in our country where we, you know, our nation, the whole world, um, where the enemy is intensifying a lot of his activity, mm-hmm. we have to resist him. Resist the devil. He will flee. But you well, can't first resist. First, he says, submit yeah. yes. to me. Good. Resist the devil, Good. and then he will flee. Good job. Yes. That was perfect. <laughs> well, and that's, the, that, that's Context, the key, right? Contextual there. exposition. Yeah, and there does have to be those yeah. those things in place because mm-hmm. if you're just trying to resist, you may actually mm-hmm. not know why you're trying to resist. And then when uh, you do start to face consequences for your resistance, you may fall, you know, you may not be ready for them because you haven't actually gone to the Lord and been like, Lord, what is it you want me to do now? Now that place of resistance coming out of complete submission to the Lord out of relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that will, when you're confident in that, like, you know, the Lord told me to do this. I'm doing this to be honoring to him. I'm doing it out of submission to him. Then when you start to face consequences, it's not going to wreck you mm-hmm. the way just something you're doing out of your soul or because mm-hmm. you thought it was a good idea or you think you're supposed to and doing something, something you think you're supposed to do. And then you start encountering resistance to it. It's like, eh, never, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to endure that. Right. It won't last. Well, yeah. I mean, like we talked about uh, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, right? Here's, here's these guys who had a relationship with the Lord. They were submitted to the Lord and they were able to walk through the fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. I mean, could we do that? I mean, that was physically right. Walk through. I mean, we're not, you know, we're always like spiritually and mentally. And like, no, it may, there may come a time mm-hmm. where 
you, there is a consequence of a fiery furnace. Can you walk through it? Or are you not in relationship with the Lord? Like I think of like today in our, in our society, you know, a lot of Californians are like, we're, we're out of here. We're going to free America. <laughs> we're going to go to somewhere where we have rights, not mm-hmm. Californian. You know, all we, like you said, we go to politics and in the Western church. Um, but when we're here and we're going through the fiery furnace, it doesn't matter what's happening if you're in relationship with the Lord. Right. And I will never um, deny where God has called me to because the consequence might seem too much. That's good. Yeah. 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 I love that. And then um, same letter of First Peter in chapter 4, it says, um, if you're insulted for the name of Christ, you're blessed. And the spirit of glory and grace will rest upon you. And you see that in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. Um, the Babylonians said, the spirit of the holy gods is upon you. The holy mm-hmm. spirit's upon you. Like they, they recognized a glory there because they were just doing what God asked and they submitted fully, like you said. They said, even if the Lord doesn't deliver us in a, in a physical sense, our heart is completely for him. And there was a spirit that gave them grace to do that. The, the holy spirit filled them and, and they glorified God. It was a spirit of glory. And Peter said, don't be surprised when this happens to you. But make sure you're resisting in the spirit of Jesus, not the spirit of, I don't like the things that are happening to me. But that's very human. It's not like it's nothing. It's a huge trial. Mm -hmm. Um, In Hebrews, it said, um, you rejoiced at the plundering of your property because you knew you had a better possession and an abiding one. Like (laughs) we, We need to prepare ourselves for this time. And I think this is why we need to go to the word even more than before. We need to pray even more than before as you see things intensifying mm-hmm. so you can prepare your soul not just to resist but like yeah. why why would i exactly <laughs> so, and it's the word yeah. right that divides the soul from the spirit so yeah. understanding okay the, am i just taking up a soulish cause here am i just taking mm-hmm. up something that seems it seems right it seems right to resist that like the government's overreaching right mm-hmm. so i need to resist that because we have to show that they can't do that, right? If we're just being real, like these are some mm-hmm. of the places, especially over the last few years, the church is really having to deal with this and like, what do we do? How do we conduct ourselves? And even more as, you know, things fall into <laughs> disarray in the world. But um, we can just in our soulish um fervor, (laughs) like rise up and be like, no, I'm not going to stand for that. Or we don't have to submit to that. Or they're just doing this, you know? And it's like, where is that actually coming from? And it's only the word. It's only spending time with the word, the person of Jesus Christ that will help to um, divide our soul from our spirit. No, I'm doing this because the spirit, the Lord told me to do this thing, whichever way that lands Mm -hmm. in a cultural um, expression and knowing this is what this, this is what God told me to do. And like you were saying, like, once you know, God told you to do something, you will endure a lot of things because mm-hmm. you understand why you're doing it. But if it's just from a soulish place, man, as soon as your soul runs out of steam, right? As soon as your soul loses its fire, because that happens, we can have great passion and then it dies away. Then all of your conviction now goes with it, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to be, a, we cannot be driven by our soul. We have to be motivated and led by the spirit of God. Right. When you're talking about soul, I mean, you're talking about emotions and, and feelings and, and response, you know? Yeah. And your rationale, mm-hmm. like your logic, right. Think all of the things that we can um, be so convinced of. 
yeah, mm-hmm. in our own selves. Um, but as you were talking about Peter, I just was remembering, you know, Jesus talking to Peter and saying, who do people say that I am? And they're like, well, some people think you're this, some people think you're this, you know, and he's like, who do you say I am? And he says, you know, you're the Christ. And, and he says, you know, yes, the Lord revealed this to you. And on this, I will build my church, right? That's like the, rev- the revelation of Christ to you is the only thing that will stand sure. And then he kind of goes into the, you know, the building your rock or your house on the rock or on the sand, because if we're building, if we're building our lives on anything less than the revelation of Christ to us, then when the storms come, things start to erode things that seemed sure things that seemed solid, they do erode. And so it's always coming back to that place of like, am I just resisting something because it seems like a good idea, because it feels right in my soul, because someone else thinks it's a good idea. Well, so-and-so says you're this, so-and-so says you're this, these are people I respect and they say this, or have I actually received a revelation of Christ in my own life? Because that is the only thing that will endure the storms that come because they will come in any type of resistance will be resisted. Good. Very good. That's your deep thought for today. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Okay. I don't know. Just dumb jokes, but but it's only that yeah. love place with the Lord that right. will keep you. Will do things for love that you will not do for any other reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, we'll just conclude with this. It's kind yeah. of a strange thought, but um, <laughs> it's uh, in Revelation. It says that the beast is allowed to uh, trample the saints for 42 months in Revelation <laughs> um, Revelation 13. So whatever you want to, you don't want to, you don't have to go pure chronological, but there's a period of time where, yeah, like the world system's going to be totally against you. Well, you have to settle that. It said in the previous chapter, they overcame the dragon and the beast that came from him, like through the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So a lot of its expectations as well. Like, do I, am I surprised when a, a fiery trial comes? Am I shocked that they're taking my freedoms away? My I it's like, you shouldn't be, if you know history, if you know the word, um, if you're in fellowship with other people that know those things, um, we should be preparing ourselves and like, you know, take that to heart. Cause, um, if you have an unorganized resistance, you know, even <laughs> if it's for the right resist, right for the right reasons, you don't know the why it's not organized. You're all by yourself. Good luck. Good luck with that. You know, so <laughs> this might be a little more dire than we maybe go I'd, yeah. um, let's go back to this, but it's all really yeah. great. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the best thing. It's We're the sailing the seven seas. Yeah. We're on the rudder winds in our hair. It's fun. We laugh a lot. Yo, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates wow. Life for me. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you um, listen to this last yeah. little addendum to our, <laughs> then go to Bob underscore yes. Will. Pastor Bob would love to hear from you. Life. He would love your C-A. input on these um, discussions, and maybe he'll just come up and just do one by himself about these things. Also, mm-hmm. so that would be interesting would. to listen to. You know about the rudder and the oars, and what do you do when you're rowing the ship by yourself and you're steering? <laughs> At the same time. Let me, so. you, let me tell you what you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we might do a whole episode just about Pastor Bob. So we'll see. I, you guys will all really enjoy that. We'll, we'll see when the, uh, the Lord lets us do that. So, mm. All right. Well, have a blessed day. And we will see you next time, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. 
Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.